Aloha Avelina Mai to the Hikina Rising podcast, a podcast produced on the campus of Kamehameha Maui. This is part two of our collegiate athletics discussion with our alumni, Brian, Keone, Makana, and Kalei. We hope you enjoy the show. Um, I do want to say something about, you were talking about your mindset um, earlier. And yeah, something similar happened to me when I went to college. Um, you step back, you know, you look at you look at the game for what it is from a different perspective and you get this, uh, that's what kind of sparked that mindset change in me that, you know, I could do this if I really step back and see what's going on here, what everybody else is doing and how I can get the edge myself. So if, if I were to ask you, all of you, and then we'll start with Kale first, and then we'll go from there. If I were to ask you, if, what advice, what would you tell high school students, um, you know, any advice you can give them on how to set yourself up to have that kind of mindset of, you know, it doesn't matter. Once you get there, you can do this, and this is, this is how you should go about it mentally to prepare yourself for that, that step up in, in uh, the athletic arena when you play with people that are as good or better than you? I mean, you really got to humble yourself, especially, yeah, I think you just got to humble yourself and, and you got to take what they have to teach you. You're not going to be everybody's favorite person. You're not going to be friends with the whole team. Definitely there are some girls that I felt like were just out to get me to quit. Mm. I think in the end, we all turned out to be friends. Like Literally in the end, one of the girls came up to me and she said, you know, thank you for staying on the team. Thank you for pushing through. It was one of the girls I had the hardest time just even saying hi to. And she came out and she said, you know, like, in the end, she said, you really inspire me to be a better person. Yeah. It was, and it was just because I would be at every practice. And I, I wasn't the best player. I was, like, bottom three, one of the slowest girls. <laughs> and it really was, like... In the end, it was because I had to, like, lift as hard as I could because I knew I wasn't going to be the fastest. Mm -hmm. So I had to have strengths in other areas. But, yeah, I totally just had to humble myself and and take everything, even the bad, that people were throwing at you and just learn from it. Yeah, kind of that mature approach. I like that. What about you, Makana? Um, How do you develop that mindset? I'm very... um, with it with Akua so I think keeping my faith so strong that's why I was really never worried mm-hmm. really like I mean it was a daily and I mean not a lot of people know this about me but yeah right hand is God right there so I think keeping my faith and constantly in communication with him is what got me through all my struggles and you know the trials that I went through I mean I I definitely went through a lot mm-hmm. Um, starting in high school, it never stopped. But I think just having such a strong line of faith with God that it allowed me to have a mindset that hey, if you gave me these skills, then I know I can do it. I know I can get through whatever situation comes my way. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's, I know that's where I get my mindset from. Yeah. And then, Keone, for you to play and then call it quits for a little bit and then come back to it, like how do you... Like what, what what advice would you give to our to our young aspiring athletes? Like to have that kind of tenacity takes takes a lot too. Um, yeah, I think just remembering, you know, 
why you got there in the first place, like what you wanted when you first started. Because um, a lot of times you listen to people or just the different environment, you kind of get lost and you forget kind of the reason why you went there in the first place. Um, and then also to remember your attributes that got you there too, because you, you were obviously good to get to that point. So, you know, use those skills that you already have and um, show the coaches. So for me, you know, special teams was an option for me. So I had to use what I could. And a lot of the only thing I had was that I like to hit. And a lot of players don't like to hit, actually, in football. Um, they play a lot of seven-on-seven seven and things like that. And in Hawaii, we hit every day. So um, I just put myself on the back wedge on kickoff return. I was the wedge breaker on kickoff. I was the left guard on um, punt team. And I just put myself in places where people didn't want to be. And that's how I traveled and that's kind of my mindset was just to remember that, you know, I'm Hawaiian, you know, we have Polynesians, we have pride and hitting and everything and just never forget like where you came from and yeah, why you started. Nice. And then Brian, why don't we finish with you? You have something about that? I mean, that's, that's your ticket onto a football team, a special teams. It's the only reason why I got a shot. Mm -hmm. And when you're coming out of high school, Eat your pride. Yeah, you were a starter, but guess what? If you go on special teams and you show your coach that you don't care and you'll run full speed and hit anybody, you're going to turn some heads and someone's going to be willing to put a little extra time in you to refine you and bring you up to the playing field. And at the end of the day, it's really whether or not you want it. And I mean, that's everything, though. It doesn't. It's not just happens in college. It has to start in high school. I mean, you can't just say you're a football player but not want to practice. You can't just say you're a water polo player but not want to go swimming on your days off. I mean, it's something that starts in the summer before your season starts, uh -huh. and it starts again two weeks after your season ends. And it's the commitment you're going to make to yourself and to your teammates. How do you, how do you though, how do you get back to that after your coach on your first day, Coach Phil Snow is his name, that tells you you're a racehorse, and once you're done, you're done. Like, how do you, how do you power through something like that? Well, it depends how you take it. You can either take it as an insult or you can take it as the fact that everybody who's here behind you who wants your spot is just as good as you, if not better, but hasn't had a chance to show it. So you can either train harder to stay in front of them or you can fall off and let them take it from you. So as, long, as much as it was a slap in the face... It was also telling you, there's other people just like you. You're not the only person here on scholarship. The team has 109 people. 80 of them have scholarships. Somebody wants your job. And that's just what life is. Now, a lot of you are describing that um, the average day is not easy, is it? In college, when you're, it, some people say, well, in high school, yeah, we have, you know, school, uh, high school athletics is. Uh, something above and beyond. It's uh, enrichment we offer. Okay, you want to play, you can participate. Hey, we want you to be competitive. But when you get to college, it's kind of like a job, isn't it? Would you agree with that, McConaughey? Was yeah. it? What was I your mean, daily schedule like? I just you weren't ate, like you weren't slept like and practice. That was literally <laughs> it. I didn't dress cute any day. I was in soccer attire all day long. I had multiple practices throughout the day. It started at six a.m. with weights and running. So. I mean, you think was it's it like, like oh, a job? Call it. Oh, definitely. I thought I should have gotten paid, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say it was worse. We didn't get paid. I know. But about, no, yeah. Kalei, what do you think? 
Oh yeah, you wake up and you're doing water polo. You go to class, you eat some food, you go back, you're doing water polo. Even in the off season, right? Yep. What off season? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keone, same thing. Yep. A lot of practices, a lot of meetings, a lot of film, over and over and over. And so you did that for a year, and then were a regular college kid for two years, and then you went back. You went back and so did it for another year. Dove back in. Yep. You dove back in, and it, I'm assuming. Division one is like Division one football has got to be like. I mean, do you even? Where did you live when you lived in East? When we were at East Miss, did you live in a dorm or did you? Actually, I lived with three other linebackers, so we had a four bedroom house. Okay. And we were about five minutes away from our combo, which our combo had all our PT, our weight room, our our field was there, our indoor bubble was there as well. So literally, we had no reason not to be on time or be there. Did you all find that your coach who maybe was recruiting you or trying to get you to play when you were in high school was super nice and like cool and then suddenly you got to college and they're like, who is this is a totally different person? Did you His get that? His name was Phil Snow. That's who recruited me. And he was a great guy, but then when you got there, he was what? He's the guy that told me I'm a racehorse. <laughs> but he's still a good guy. I mean, I talked to him once in a while. I mean, he definitely helped me. I mean, these, these college coaches making a living off of you people, right? Yeah. So they, they're not letting you skip practice. They're not letting you come to practice. There's none of that business, right? They are excellent salesmen. They're excellent salesmen. What do you mean? What, what are you talking about? They sold their team so well, and then you stuck with it those years. <laughs> right. But, and they're different people when you talk to them before you're on the team and then when they're, you're on the team, right? Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're different people off the field, too. I golf with him every once in a while. Oh, he's nice right? on the golf course. Okay. On, the, on the field, he's not nice. <laughs> he calls you a lot of words I can't see on the mic. <laughs> did, you get did you get recruited to Western Oregon out, yeah. of, out of here? Yeah, I did. Did you meet the head coach while you were in high school? Uh, yes, I did. And the assistant coach um, flew down here to watch some of my games and then flew to a showcase I did in Las Vegas. So I got to meet them a couple of times and... Same scenario, nice up front, and once I got there, it was like yelling matches and all of the above. Yeah. So, but I mean, it bettered me, so it's all good. So, if we have time, I want to ask one last question. At least for my, I got ten. I got like ten more <laughs> questions, but I'll ask just one more. Is that all right with you, Koholo? That's a fine. That's fine okay. With me, so, yeah. I want to. Uh, I want to talk about because I'm interested in this, and we brought it up with Keone at the beginning is lifting weights. Okay, so Clay, I want to start with you because I helped the girls' water polo team here while you were a player in the weight room and we did just some simple stuff and I knew I kind of I think I did it I helped coach Del Torre your like junior and senior year and so I sort of I kind of knew like you're probably the one of the best players on the team already but when you came into the weight room you were not used to that that was not something you had ever done before now you in a couple of your comments today you said lift it you've had to lift at school so how much do you lift at college? How much are you in the weight room in college? And do you think that's valuable to do when you're a high school athlete? Do you look back on it and say, I wish I would have lifted more in high school? What do you think? I definitely wish I would have done it more in high school. Um, we did it probably when before we actually got into season training. We did it three times a week at, at least. And that was really on our low side. That was our voluntary mandatory practices. Voluntary mandatory? Voluntary Voluntold. mandatory. <laughs> exactly. Voluntold, yes, that's a term, yeah, okay. Um, and then once we got into season, it was like every day. And then during our hell weeks, it was like twice a day. <laughs> but it was good fun. Do you think that if you would have lifted more in high school, it would have helped you 
going into your college career? Yeah, I definitely did a lot of building in my freshman year. Um, but by the end of my freshman year, I was, they would put me in some of the harder places because I could push girls around. Okay. Okay. And then Makana, what about you? I mean, you've always been sort of a fitness person and you've been around weights and your older brother, of course, played football here. And so what about you? Was there a lot of weightlifting? Um, I mean, it's, it's, we're getting to the point in college athletics where we just say, you know, the schools that I go, like I've been to UH Manoa's uh, weight room. I love that place. And it's like, they view their it doesn't matter if it's a women's sport or a men's sport. You're all athletes. You're all treated as athletes, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what was your experience uh, with weight room at college and weight, weight room in high school, weight room in college? Uh, weight room in high school was good. You were there, of course, you know. Um, but long story short, I had some medical issues my freshman year, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to stop playing sports altogether. I had to relearn how to literally breathe, walk, run. Yep, I remember that. Um, so, you know, my freshman year, freshman year you kind of introduced lifting because you worked with soccer a little bit. And then my sophomore year when I've had all those issues going on, um, David Kamalani kind of took me in and started teaching me how to lift and the proper techniques and all that. So from there, it actually boosted me to get a lot stronger than I thought I was, which was really good because by the time I went to college... I knew the perfect techniques. I knew how to lift and not just go through the motions and hurt myself, but it made me stronger faster, which is why I think, um, you know, I had a little bit more fun with it. Um, I always looked forward to going to strength and conditioning just because I knew the movements already. Did you just, did you find that some of your teammates when you were, when you got to college were not uh, familiar with lifting weights because they maybe weren't you know, their high schools didn't have necessarily, if you will, for excuse my saying this, girls weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Did you find that? Oh, yeah. There was like half the team, I want to say, coming in was like, what? And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, you don't know how to lift the weight. But that was my mindset because I knew how to do it. I was taught how to do it. I just thought it was a thing. Like, you should know this. But it wasn't. And even girls from Hawaii that came up, they didn't know. And so I was spending my time now teaching them because I wanted to make sure what we're one team we all need to know this but especially being from Hawaii you know I wanted to make sure they knew what they were doing so we could represent right Kalei you were nodding in agreement Mm -hmm. a lot of even division one girls didn't necessarily know how to lift yeah tons of us like all of us (laughs) new people came really like tiny and skinny and by the end of our freshman year we put on like 20 pounds of muscle (laughs) right (laughs) now you guys love lifting you love you I mean you guys are weight room guys uh, I should mention that Keone, my good friend Keone over here, he's a CrossFit guy now, right? How many CrossFit competitions have you done? It's too many. Too many? Yeah. You can't even count them, right? You're still power cleaning too, by the way, right? Right. What's your max in the power clean right now? What's your all-time um, personal best? I think I hit power clean 305. 305. So he's still going, right? So, I mean, lifting weights, football lifting weights in college is just... I mean, nonstop, right? Brian, nonstop, yeah? Yeah. You never stop? No. I mean, I'd get texts from our strength coach randomly on like a Friday or Saturday night on off season at like 10, 11 o'clock at night saying, meet me at the combo. And there'd be like 30 of us that show up at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday. That all planned the team just to work out for like an hour or two and we'd play follow the leader. 
where somebody will pick a workout and you literally follow them for a minute and a half and somebody else picks a workout, follow him for a minute and a half doing that workout. And you just jump all over the place. That was fun? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. <laughs> you got, I mean, it's all the guys you play with, you basically live with for the majority of your time while you're in college. So yeah, it was just something fun to do. And sometimes instead of going out drinking on a Saturday night to get that text or call, and see that many people show up, right. makes cool. it a little more fun. Kamehameha School's Maui parent-teacher student Ohana invites all of Maui to our 15th annual Ho'olaulea on April 13th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Kamehameha High School campus in Pukalani. This event is free and open to the public. Join us for Ono Food and wonderful entertainment by Josh Totofi, Nu'u, Homestead, Kaina Country, Kamehameha School's Maui Hawaiian Ensemble, and Middle School Ukulele Groups. Shop at the Silent Auction, Country Store, Blue and White Rummage, and Vendor Courtyard filled with local crafters and vendors offering art, apparel, jewelry, jams, hand-sewn items, and plants. Have fun at the Keiki Games and Crafts, the Escape Rooms, and participate in Hawaiian cultural activities and demonstrations. There's something for everyone at Kamehameha's Ho'olaulea. So what was the greatest experience you ever had as a college athlete? What was your single most greatest experience? Like Brian, for example, I think you played at the university. Did you play a game at the University of Michigan? Is that right? Mm-hmm. And that's a crowd of 100,000 people. Was that a great experience or was, like was there something else? When we played against them. Yeah. Was there, what was the greatest experience you had as a college athlete? Ah, it's hard. I mean, it was just being in those atmospheres are different. The big house, yeah, it's big, but they it builds outward, mm-hmm. so it's not as loud as considering when you go to like uh, Penn State, they come up and it kind of surrounds you. So all that noise is coming inward, and they're not real nice. They throw snowballs at you. <laughs> I have a different word for those people, but I can't say it again. Uh, Michigan State, similar. I actually like Michigan State Stadium the best because that thing was crazy. The fans there are very true to their team. <laughs> um, and again, just the how loud it can actually get. Like you see it on TV, the thing's shaking. Until you're actually on the field and you hear these people yelling things at you, you're like, and you want to say some things to them, but you can't. But it's pretty cool. Okay. How about you? It's a hard one. I just feel like the whole experience itself was the greatest thing I got out of it. Being a student athlete, it's it's not just an athlete. You know, just traveling, being around a good group of people that helps you not just on the field but off in life. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I could pinpoint one single thing. I mean, I've gotten awards and things like that, but I don't think that amounts to the experience, the overall experience I've had. How about you, Kalei? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could pick an exact moment, but... I mean, there's just something so awesome about being such good friends with your teammates and when you're scrimmaging them and you just give it your all because you know them, so you know you're going to be that much harder on them. Right. Okay. Keone, what do you think? Yeah, uh, traveling was fun. Um, the best moment was uh, coming back and uh, every week they have the the people who travel and stuff and um, seeing my name finally make it on there, um, knowing that I was going to travel, that was... That was huge for me. Like, that was probably the best feeling. Cool. Very cool. Nice. 
um, we want to wrap it up with one final kind of overarching question here. Being that you guys have come with your journey from being high school athletes to collegiate athletes, um, knowing what it takes, what to get there, uh, what can, as a school, as a school, what can we do as a school, uh, maybe what we do well and what can we improve on as a school for our current athletes that are embarking on this journey from here, uh, leaving us and going on to their their, their uh, college careers? What, what can we do better for them as a school? Um, anybody can jump in here. I know when I was in high school, we had strength and conditioning class. Uh, I don't see why the school wouldn't put more focus on actually putting athletes in that strength because we have to take a PE class with you guys. You have forced us to do that and run around for miles and swim. Why not put your juniors and seniors in a weight training class, especially ones who are focusing on sports? Then they really have no like choice but to kind of work out and get better at something. It's a class credit. You're already doing it to other people. Why not just kind of target a certain mm-hmm. group of people? And not only that, some of the stuff going on with the <laughs> programs blow my mind. <laughs> Go ahead, Makana, what about you? I have to say I should second that. Like yeah. you know, if students know that they want to go to college for sports and they're already talking to colleges. They know they're most likely going to make it there. And I think the best way to support them is, of course, academically, because that comes first, because they don't get the grades, they're not playing. But starting them off and having them sit down and realize, like, you're going to run, you're going to lift. It's not going to be like, oh, well, we did it sometimes, you know, here and there. But, no, it's you got to put in that time. Mm-hmm. But I think if, like he said, if you, you know, not necessarily catering to them, but you're helping them in their future if that's what they're planning to do. So if you could have those classes, I think that would be great. Keone? Um, I think just we have a lot of teachers and faculty that have a lot of experience, like yourself. Um, but I don't know if, you know, you guys are so humble. I didn't know a lot of my teachers or counselors were as good as they were. Um, so just maybe making a lot of it is the students, too, have to reach mm. out. But um, having the time so they could talk. I mean, I guess this is one re- one way of doing it. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I know for sure um, having people that have gone through it and then um, seeing them every day it would be would have been huge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with everything they say said. Um, you know, just even I don't know, maybe even like after school, having the option to. As, I mean, I know that we have rules and stuff about training with your coaches when you're not in season. But if we had the choice to, like, hey, we're going to have a, a weightlifting class this afternoon. If you guys want to catch the weight bus home, you guys can stay and you guys can work out with us. Or a running class. <laughs> <laughs> or swimming or whatever, you know, just something, something on the idea of PE, but... Um, extracurricular sort of to to keep all of us moving can I add something go ahead (laughs) okay I was gonna say even if like I mean I've never had it here but if there's athletes that could come back and talk to the teams prior to the season like you know learning about the experience that they had you know of course not all flowers and you know rainbows but I think if they could hear from an athlete that did it, I think that would you know push them a little bit more too. 
Mm-hmm. And adding on to what she said, it's kind of like a safety hazard not to have someone there kind of structuring that workout. Mm-hmm. And if a school wouldn't let you, a coach do it, at least have someone there to kind of make sure they're doing a proper technique. Because I've seen people blow, blow their back out deadlifting or squatting. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous move. And if they're, they're left there just to try by themselves, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not healthy in any way. Well, this is we're wrapping up. We're coming down to the end here. We want to give each of you a, a, a chance to shout out. You want to give a shout out to anybody? I know we already shout out Coach Phil Snow. How many times already? I know. Yeah. <laughs> anybody else? You guys want to give? Nice to see Coach Dell and a shout out to Coach Lad. Thank you to all my teachers and coaches. <laughs> Everybody that supported me along this journey of life. <laughs> no, Thanks yeah. for putting up with me and not kicking me out. <laughs> yeah, well, with that, we appreciate all of you guys being here, taking the time. Um, and if anybody's interested, anybody's listening, for any upcoming episodes, um, Kevin and I will put our heads together and come up with some stuff. But we were thinking about getting some current athletes um, maybe at the collegiate level, maybe high school athletes, and kind of sit them down and have some conversations with them about different things. How do you feel about that? I think that's a good idea, and I think Keone had a good idea. We should have one with uh, you and Coach Latikeo and maybe Coach Alice Akana, all these uh, um, people on staff here, that hmm. uh, all, the, all the adults, many adults we have on staff that played college athletics. That would be a way to do it. That would be a good show in the future too, I think. Well, we can work that out. We'll try to get that in. But in the meantime, we want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank Makana, Kale, Keone, and Brian for taking the time to sit down with us. I hope you guys have fun. Yeah, Yeah, I hope you guys have fun. Yeah. And to you, co-host Kevin, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good job. You're running the board. (laughs) Shout out to Lisa Correa for organizing this whole thing. Thank you. Good job. She organized all the uh, emails. I got the four (laughs) alumni here. So this is not a a call-in show. We're all sitting here together. I don't know if you all realize that in listening land. We're all sitting here together. So Lisa deserves a lot of credit for that. Absolutely. Well, until next time, until the next episode, uh, we're signing out. Aloha. Kina Rising is produced by Lisa Correa. Technical producer, Kohola Ricard, Kamehameha Schools Mine. Headmaster, Dr. Scott Parker. Assistant Headmaster, Kelly Duclo. High School Principals, J.R. Kaaba and Lance Kagasan. And Vice Principal, Leo Delatori. <laughs>